and welcome to the latest episode of the Everything Went Black podcast. Tonight, we have my friend Matt Darcy, who I met a number of years ago when he was promoting shows in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, We talk about this in the podcast, but um, I met Matt when Toombs was doing a brief tour with uh, Toxic Holocaust. We played at Great Scott's, um, a venue up in Alston, Mass., and that's where I met Matt. And uh, we've been in touch over the years, and Matt went on to um, abandon the promoter uh, business and uh, delved into um, the sort of media site world with his website, nefariousrealm.com, uh, which you can read about your favorite bands, uh, reviews of records, interviews, things like that. And apparently it seems like Matt's got a you know, some more plans for that site to expand and improve it. Before we get rolling on the episode, I just want to go through the affiliate sponsors. Of course, we have Onnit, which is part of my daily regimen um, into the krill oil. Uh, I use the hemp force protein for um, a pre-workout uh, sort of energy boost. I take that with uh, you know, either coconut water or sometimes just like straight up water. And I have one of those uh, mixer bottles uh, which I think you can also buy at the Onnit site. And, um, you know, go for it. After I uh, pound one of those, I'm ready to roll. Datsusara, who has also um, been a daily companion of mine. I've got my uh, Datsusara battle pack, which I carry all my equipment in um, when I go on the road. That's my suitcase, as well as the, uh, the fanny pack, which I, you know, use for all my um, touring accoutrements. I got a flashlight in there, a tuner, uh, miscellaneous guitar picks, um, one of those Jackery portable batteries, uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, rubber bands, you know, a knife, things like that that you might need when you're on the road. And this episode, in every episode, is brought to you by Savage Gold Coffee, which is uh, my coffee company. If you're into coffee and um, you want to, uh, you know, try something out, or if you're already a fan and you like it, you head on over to SavageGoldCoffee.com and, um, you know, pick up a bag, buy a mug. Um, I mentioned in the newsletter that the Dark Deceiver Limited Roast is now sold out. I sold the last bags on the, actually all of them I sold in Philly the first day of this little tour that we just wrapped up. But, uh, you know, there's always new stuff going on. Um, trying to delve into the cold press world so yeah that's um that's what we got going on if you definitely can't live without savage gold you can join the savage gold coffee alliance and uh and by doing so you get a slight discount and then every month you get a pound of coffee you sign up 
and it automatically shows up on your doorstep via U.S. mail. Pretty cool. Also, if you, um, you know, a lot of people have been giving nice reviews, and I really appreciate that, and um, that's definitely, uh, you know, I try to do my best here, and I like, you know, I, I, I definitely appreciate um, people leaving great reviews, and uh, thank you very much. So if you feel inclined, um, you know, give a star review on iTunes, and, um, you know, write a couple words, and, uh, you know, I'd appreciate that. If you want to follow me, it's at Mike Hill HQ. Uh, I'm also on Instagram as Mike underscore Hill underscore primate. And then I'm also on Facebook. And also there is an Everything Went Black Facebook page, which you can uh, you can like. And all this stuff gets posted on there. So that's sort of a portal into the Everything Went Black world. So correct me if I'm wrong. The um, first time that I met you, was when you booked Tombs and Toxic Holocaust um, in Boston, like, uh, I don't know. Yes, uh, November 2010. You remember that? Wow, damn. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were the, the promoter on that show, and that's how we got to meet. Yeah, it was uh, one of the, actually, it was one of the best shows that I did. Uh, it came uh, pretty uh, close to selling out Great Scott in Austin uh, on a Sunday. So that was, uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. So um, at the time of that show, were you, did you have the website Nefarious Realm like in full swing? Because I, I mainly knew you as a promoter back then. Yeah, uh, I did have the website going. Um, I did a little bit of interviews, a little bit of coverage. Uh, that was before I really embraced uh, WordPress. So I was doing basically everything by hand manually. And as I continued adding content, I had, you know, a problem, problem, you know, it was just longer and longer to do everything. Uh, so the website looked awful. Uh, it was just, it was, uh, it was just, uh, I was just using it as a, a minor tool to help me promote the shows. And then uh, I guess shortly after that Toxic Holocaust show, the following year, I stopped doing shows. And that's when I fluffed the website, you know, got into WordPress and started actually making the, the website actually, uh, you know, appealable. Yeah, because it start it definitely <laughs> it definitely changed into like uh you know totally different things. I remember like you know when when we first did that show, um you know Ron gave me the information about you know the promoter on our itinerary, and you know I looked at the website and it was just basically a list of shows that you had going on at the time, and there was like you know very little, a little bit of content like a little bit of interviews with some of the bands that were playing things like that. But then like like you were saying the following year it turned into a, like a legitimate, like outlet for, you know, media coverage. And, um, exactly. Yeah. So like what, what prompted you to do that? Uh, the booking game, man, it's, uh, it's not for me. It was, uh, it was interesting. It was a lot of fun at times, but, uh, uh I can handle stress, but that was just, uh, that was much. I, I just didn't, I didn't like that kind of stress. So, uh, I, I knew I wanted to be involved. I liked where things were going with the website. And uh, I just looked into it, discovered uh, what WordPress was all about. I, you know, I looked at all the other websites and, you know, figured out what they were using, uh, essentially. And, you know, just went at it and figured it all out and actually made a legitimate website. Did you ever, did you have any background in like programming or anything like that before you started doing all this? Or you just kind of learned it all on the fly? I took a... Uh, uh, I think it was a half a year course in high school uh, for uh, 
uh, web design, and that was it. Otherwise, uh, no, no music journalism, no uh, journalism at all, for that matter. No, uh, nothing, uh, music business, nothing like that at all. I just uh, knew some uh, knew some musicians, started booking shows, and it, that involved instead of website, and it just one thing leads to another. Are you uh, are you from Boston originally? From that from that area? Yeah, uh, Malden, right outside Boston. Okay, yeah, I can yeah. see it from my doorstep. I, I don't know if you if you knew this or not, but I, li- I lived in Boston for a number of years. Back in yes, um, uh, uh, I, I want to say Tim. I think his name is Tim. I he works at Aridano's, the, the tattoo gallery that uh, I, I was hosting that uh, the vinyl exhibit at. Uh, I was talking to the uh, the the, um, the one of the managers there, Stephanie, and I mentioned that like, oh, I, uh, I'm going to be talking to Mike. I'll be on his podcast. You know, I can bump the show. And I guess he used to live with you in Austin like 20 years ago. And he's like, Mike Hill, I know that guy. Right on, man. Yeah. I lived with a lot of different folks when I lived there. You know, I was in that, in that sort of underworld of uh, houses that people and you know dudes and bands lived in, and there was always like some guy on the couch that showed up one day and stayed for like six months, and you know, <laughs> you know, you know the scene I'm talking about. That was like I had a lot of roommates back then, a lot of different phases of roommates and housing configurations. Actually, I had uh, Anthony Papalardo on the. Uh, podcast uh, a few months ago <laughs> and uh Papalardo lived like the literally right when i moved out of my mission hill apartment on calumet street Papalardo and that uh band of merry men moved into that apart same apartment and just i thought that we were bad but those guys turned it into another level of hell- hellishness i mean you, you know well, you guys uh, know all the stories that's awesome, right yeah, uh, no, it was, it was in, uh, in Mission Hill. Uh, Mission Hill, that's right. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, Boston, art. it's, like, it's, uh, it's how Boston is. You know, one person goes out, another person comes in, somebody else goes out, somebody else comes in, and within, you know, a year, the, uh, you know, whatever apartment it was is completely different than how it was before. Yeah, there was a couple of houses, like, I remember, mainly in Lower Austin, there was, like, um, Hellgate, which was, like, a, had a big skate ramp in the back, and, uh, Greg Hoffman from Doc Hopper. I think he was the only constant member, the only constant like denizen of that house that had been there consistently throughout the, you know, then he moved away too. But that was like another house that was like kind of infamous. They had like shows in the basement and it was like always dudes hanging out. Then like uh, the Northern, uh, Northern border, Eastern border guys. Yeah. Northern border, the Eastern border guys, I think built a ramp there and, there was like, uh, you know, skating, go, skating going on and partying and all that kind of shit. And then, yeah, that, that was like, I don't know if that even exists anymore. Where this is like the late 90s and like into like 2005 or something. So who knows? Like maybe probably a bunch of lawyers live there now or something. Yeah, so, uh, you know, once in a while there's the uh, the warehouse show or the uh, the basement thing or, you know, whatever. But it's, uh, it's definitely a few and far between nowadays. It's... It was kind of, you know, uh, get everyone together and just have a, a full-blown rager. doesn't seem to happen anymore, not around here at least. Did you know Jonah, Liv- Did you know Jonah Livingston from uh, Ramming Speed? Do you know that guy? Yeah. Yeah, he, he was like, when he was in Boston, he was like a pretty uh, 
active guy and booking house shows and stuff i remember yes uh there's a uh, i believe uh, there's a few of his i went to i think he uh unit a 109 i think that was his doing i believe yeah like misery index and uh, that show was nuts yeah he put on a lot of a lot of good shows out there but um hello oh can you hear me yeah i got you okay no problem like I said, it's a good thing we can edit all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you got soured on uh, on doing doing promotion, which I totally understand. Um, all the years that I've been involved with music, I've never, ever, ever had the desire to yeah, book a show, man. I can, you know, I started off in a small bar, and I ended up going, uh, you know, my last... show with you guys um, on out of the website and I'm more into that and I, I, I really dig that it's, uh, it's out of uh, anything I can get involved in I, I put my hand in a few other things I tried you know PR and management but it's, I, I like playing the media game yeah yeah that stuff is uh, I could see that I mean I think I think that if I wasn't in a band I would probably focus on writing about music I think um, but it's kind of hard being in, in, you know, in a band, an active band, and writing about critically about other music. Because uh, if you don't like something, yeah. people, people think you're you're being petty or something like that. So, but um, so I know there are guys out there that do it. But you know, it, for me, I would feel a little uncomfortable about it. But um, so like some of the uh, there's been there's some there's some upcoming things with uh, that you're working on. You got like this art show. And then you're also re, kind of revamping the site. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, with, uh, I've been having a lot of issues on the tech side of the website, and it's been uh, bogging everything down. It's uh, it'll keep on crashing. The emails go wrong, stuff like that. It's uh, I'm not sure what the entire problem was, but I kind of I finally got settled today. But uh, I've been I just wrote in a notebook all these ideas. I was planning all this stuff, and I started a new website. And, now it's, everything's better going the progress realm so luckily i don't need to go through with doing everything all over again from scratch but uh yeah it was just you know jotting down ideas and you know things for good content and, and uh just noticed that the uh, cannibal corpse album vile was uh, 20 years old on uh this past may 20th and i was like oh it'd be good to do a you know a active you know piece on uh, you know, the first album that Corpse Grinder was on, uh, not to mention that, you know, uh, left very death metal bands, you know, albums turning 20. So uh, from actually, I uh, was gathering to uh, give the visual interpretation of each and every song by just the lyrics themselves. But, uh, yeah, there's a place at Rodanos, uh, Mark Blanchard, a phenomenal artist, tattoo oh, yeah. artist, owns it. I know. He exhibits, you know, every two, three, four weeks is something new. There. So, I, you know, I walked in. Uh, I knew a, a couple of them as well and approached them with the idea. They thought it was really rad, so I uh, contacted a bunch of the, uh, some of the artists, uh, Mark Riddick, uh, Arif Rod, uh, my buddy uh, Adam Cutler, who's done a lot of uh, graphics and fly rock for me in the past. Uh, Nate Burns, uh, Ken Serafin, like just everyone seemed to be 
down for it. Uh, so it just it came together pretty nicely. Uh, opening May twentieth, uh, the exact date that uh, Vial came out in '96. So that was pretty good. That, you know that actually worked out as well. And uh, today it's been confirmed that the uh, exhibit is going to St. Vitus in Brooklyn on uh, June 21st for a pop-up. So oh, nice, cool. man. Cool. I'll be around for that. That's really cool. So um, it, so what it is, a bunch of these artists are, uh, they're sort of doing their interpretation of uh, themes around the, around the vile record. That's what the art is all about, right? Yeah. Uh, I gave uh, each of uh, these 11 artists tracks. And I just, uh, for the concept, I just told him you have the and the song title to go off of, and, you know, that's it. And you said it as the inspiration, and uh, any other creative aspects, is it's all yours. So, uh, you know, a few people, uh, gruesome graphics and uh, Kyle Donner, I knew they were going to be just uh, uh, a perfect fit for it. Uh, their pieces were just uh, grotesque. Uh, Matt Slime, he was uh, he filled in on uh, with the uh, Exhumes uh, last year. Uh, he's in the band Coffin Dust as well. Yeah, uh, he did a very grotesque piece as well. Uh, so you know, it was very well-rounded. Uh, all the artists did a phenomenal job. It's, uh, it's uh, definitely not for the faint of heart. So, that much. So the um, this pop-up, there's going to be original artwork for sale. That's what we got here, right? Yes, uh, all uh, all eleven provided original artwork. Uh, a few artists, uh, Gareth Rott sent in uh, six other pieces. Uh, some of the other artists, uh, you know, uh, there's plenty of wall space, at least in Aridano. So I was like, you know, send whatever you, you know, you would like to because there's going to be plenty of wall space. So, yeah, there's uh, 11 originals and a handful of other works by uh, some of the artists as well. Wow. So everyone out there that's listening, if you're in the New York area, man, it, that's June 21st, right, at St. Vitus? Yes, correct. Nice. Yeah. So one day only fucking one day only man to get original artwork that's pretty badass um that's pretty cool that vitus does stuff like that like uh, carlin holland does uh she has like a curated sort of art multimedia thing she does every few months so you know it's cool that they do these these events there i'm not sure how uh came about that's all uh that's aerodynamics there they had a another amazing exhibit a uh, path of descent that had uh, a couple dozen artists uh, involved in it and that went, uh, same thing, went over to St. Vitus for a pop-up, and it's, uh, they seem to be getting along and creating their own uh, uh, relationship on, you know, spreading, you know, moving around the shows and everything. So it, it seems to be working out pretty good. Yeah, that's fucking cool. So are you you're a big Cannibal Corpse fan? Would you? Uh, I'm an average fan. Uh, some of the stuff I like, uh, some of the stuff I don't. Uh, I, I like seeing them live more than uh, I listen to them on, you know, just uh, spinning their CDs or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a uh, kind of like a, a crusty, hardcore. Metal, uh, my my taste is all over the place. I really take but, uh, uh, various band to band. Yeah, I mean they're they're cool. They're, I, I would consider myself a pretty big fan, but I think that the Vince Lock artwork, the album covers, are really if if it was they wouldn't have the same impact without the album covers. I think, you know, like Vincent Lock. Oh was, yeah. You know, one of the definitely. Yeah, uh, that's a, a cool thing about the exhibit as well. Uh, Mark Riddick actually has the original sketch work to Gore Obsessed, uh, so he sent that in uh, to be uh, in the part of uh, the exhibit as well. It's not for sale, but yeah, it's uh, the original sketch work. You know, you know, the the square lines and yeah, 
it's amazing to see like that that was the beginning of what became the goal obsessed album are you going to be here for the show so there's, there's a few uh, part of the exhibit that uh Yes, I, I do plan on coming down. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, we'll I've been dying to check out St. Vitus as well. So I actually might stay a, a couple of days in the weekend leading up to it. Right on, man. Because I, I live right down the street from St. Vitus, so we should definitely hang out, get some food or something like that. Cool. Yeah, my uh, my buddy and uh, I have a few buddies that move. So it's been overdue that I actually visit the... So Nefarious Realm, you said you have a new site. So are you shutting Nefarious Realm down? No, that was the plan uh, because everything seemed to be compromised. Now that it's uh, uh, finally got down to the source and it's being resolved, uh, Nefarious Realm is going to live on. So uh, now uh, part of how I built the new site, I'm going to carry that over onto Nefarious Realm and it's going to become an entirely, uh, I want to say a new beast. It's definitely going to be expanding with uh, what's being covered on it. And plus, uh, some of the implements I'm putting into this new website is, is going to make it a powerhouse. So, all right, so let me get this straight. The new website is still going to be Nefarious Realm. It's not some brand new thing, right? Yeah, so okay. it's uh, nefariousrealm.com, the domain, everything behind it's been recovered, it's been saved. Uh, and I designed an entirely new website already, so I'm just going to flop that back onto you know nefariousrealm.com. So, uh, huge makeover. And it's uh, going to be a lot more of a better website than it's ever had before. Cool. What kind of improvements are you, uh, you going to implement on there? I, I've gotten a lot more organized in how uh, it actually is supposed to, you know, run like uh, a, 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 a new source like this. Uh, like I said, you know, I kind of went from booking shows to figuring out how to, you know, actually work, work and design a website than. I've been doing it for a few years now, and I've been, you know, the more I talk to people, uh, you know, uh, uh, actually a bunch of the publicists, uh, Season Mist, uh, the guys being uh, Enrique and uh, Conrad uh, have helped me a lot there. Bob from Relapse has given me a bunch of advice. Uh, folks at Middle Blade have uh, helped me as well, and uh, uh, Liz and Dave at uh, ASplit, all good people, and they just say, like, blah, 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 this or whatever, and, you know, I have been watching and learning and picking up on things and it's just uh, uh you know it's basically just me running it and doing it all so it's it's been a big learning curve oh wow so it's i think uh with all these changes it's definitely going to become something uh something special something good so you're you're covering the whole thing yourself man that's pretty pretty ambitious yeah uh usually uh by uh you know, how I'm, the frequency that I'm posting and the type of content, you can usually tell if I'm, you know, busy or if I have a lot of time, whatever. But uh, like I said, I've been getting a lot more organized and uh, planning more and further and further ahead. So it's going to have a kind of like a program to the website in the beginning until uh, I pick up some, you know, people that want to jump on board and do it on, on a regular basis. Cool. So we'll see. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've looked into a bunch of things to make it all easier and streamline and take all the pressure off of me and not having to sit behind a computer desk for, you know, 12 hours every day. See, all right, now, I, I don't know if I'm, you know, if my sometimes my memory gets real foggy and, uh, you know, I'm a man of advancing years and, uh, you know, so it's <laughs> like, I think, you know, maybe, maybe like my, my, my memory isn't right, but 
I, if I remember correctly, wasn't there like a, you had a series of like you had like uh, like women on there, right? There was like there was like photography of chicks on on there for a while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, back when uh, yeah, that was uh, kind of just a, a marketing gimmick thing, just to get people to the website. It, it definitely worked, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I teamed up with the Suicide Girls and Burning Angel for uh, a lot of the content. So, uh, you know, with their help, you know, posting the links and everything, yeah, skyrocketed. But a lot of people like, this is not metal. I don't know, man. It's kind of metal. But so, hey, uh, but that made a huge... hacked after about a year. That made a huge difference, though, right? It jacked up your, your numbers, I bet. Uh, oh, yeah. The Suicide Girls has a network. They, uh, they are very, very popular. So every time they posted a link, my traffic would spike for like a week. Nice. I shouldn't probably say that because now everyone's going to be uh, jumping on them to collaborate now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was uh, I don't know, it was something fun. Uh, maybe if I fine-tuned it a little bit more and not have it uh, as gimmicky, it would have been a lot better. But yeah, uh, you are correct, sir. I did do uh, I did feature a uh, a female that was on the hotter side of metal for a uh, period of time. <laughs> Hey man, you know you gotta try out different things. So no, you know, sex sells. No, I, I didn't care otherwise. I was like, hey, this is gonna get attention to the website, and <laughs> yeah, it did. So when are you when are you planning to launch this revamped version of the site? Like when's when's that launch date? So come on. Um, I uh, that's uh, I'm not sure because everything just got figured out just this evening. So I'm gonna be hauling ass for the probably into the next week. So, uh, getting everything back in line and uh, you know back set up. So hopefully, uh, within a week or two, I'll have something oh, wow. up that I, it'll be uh, you know the brand new website, and for the most part, I should just be able to you know mass upload all the back content. So nothing should really be lost. So that's a good thing about it. Uh, it should have you know the past couple of years, I should be able to uh, re-implement into the website, make it fuller. Nice. I may exclude the hottest side of metal and some of the more cornier things uh, I've done in the past, but I would like to, uh, you know, be more of a, you know, no gimmicks, no bullshit, no drama, no no clickbait stuff. I want it to be more factual and just, you know, good content, well-rounded, you know, one one shop place. You'd find all the information you need, the links to buy, the details about this, that, whatever. Everything will be there that any given fan of you know, music, art, uh, alternative and extreme culture we would want to see. It'll be there. Oh, so it's not going to be strictly a music-based thing. Like, it'll, you might have, like, articles. About no. It. Oh, that's pretty cool. No. So I'm going to um, opening genres up a little bit. It's not just going to be, you know, death metal and hardcore punk and sludge and all that. It's going to be, you know, as, uh, I'm a big fan of, like, shoegaze and some alternative and indie pop rock and stuff. I'm a big Katy Perry fan. Not saying that Katy Perry is going to be on the website and all, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I heard she's actually a punk fan. So uh, I don't know. I, I may uh, try to interview her and talk uh, about you know the Sex Pistols and the Ramones. But uh, yeah, it's going to open up genres a little bit. I'm still going to have dedicated. Uh, you know, I lo- I'm a big fan of grindcore and stuff. So grindcore is going to be covered all the time. Yeah, it's still going to be extreme, but it's going to be a little bit wider. And, and, you know, goofy movies, uh, cult horror movies, uh, awful B-rated movies, things like that. Uh, Dark art, to fine art, illustrations, painting, photography. 
just uh, I'm going to start covering more of the things that I'm actually interested in and encompass that all into the nefarious realm. So it's still going to be for like an alternative culture, culture, but it's just not going to be uh, only music. The concept of art seems to be coming up quite a bit, man. Do you have a background at all in that? Like, have you messed around with painting or sketching or doing any kind of artwork? Uh, photography, that's about it. Um, never uh, have the, the hands for drawing or anything like that. But uh, I don't just uh, seeing, I, I guess seeing the press releases of all these albums, I, I've come to, uh, I can tell when I see Riddick's side, I can, there's some people I can like, oh, that's, you know, whoever. And it's just, uh, it's grown on me. Um, you know, not, uh, I designed some of my old show flyers, but all the bigger shows, uh, you know, I sourced out and everything. And I just, I appreciate it. There's a lot of talent that goes into it. So, uh Figure, you know, why not? Well, if you're going to be no, writing... Same thing with music. I don't play music. Yeah. Well, that's cool. <laughs> if you're going to be writing about horror movies, I'll definitely be checking it out more often then because uh, I'm quite a quite the horror fan. And uh, so much of a fan that I actually have a whole other podcast that's dedicated to uh, to horror movies, which I don't, I don't know if you knew about that. Well, yeah, no, no, I had no idea. I thought this was... Uh, no, you know, no, everything no. in black was, uh, you know, your thing. No, no. Me and uh, me and my buddy Mike Scandato, we do another podcast called Necromaniacs, and it's. Uh, I think we got like I think we're up to like episode fourteen, and it's um it doesn't come oh out as God. it doesn't come out as frequently as Everything Went Black, but it's it's dedicated to you know horror exploitation like gore films, you know talk about comics and shit like that. So it's you know it's pretty nice. it's uh yeah you know, it's fun you know nice. people seem to like it so yeah anyway. So, uh, perhaps we'll have to uh, collaborate. Or, uh, actually, I have a buddy of mine that wants to start a podcast as well, so uh, I actually may have my own thing, so maybe nice. I can return the favor and have you guys on that one. Yeah, man, I'd love to. That'd be great. It's uh, one of, Actually, this is kind of like uh, just talking about it now, but um, and I probably should be talking about this on Necromaniacs, but uh, there's, a, there's another great horror podcast called Double Murder, and... Through uh, touring and just being around and playing through Chicago a bunch, I met uh, Tim Murphy, the guy who, one of the guys who does the podcast. And either the huh. next episode or the episode after that, I'm going to be a guest on that, uh, that that episode. So I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, shit's fun, man. I love this. Love this stuff. You know. But uh, so when you were a promoter, where uh, what what was what would you say were like some of your favorite shows that you promoted back when you were doing shows? There was the uh, the first Rocky Face Off Fest. Uh, that was fun. Uh, I got to book uh, the Empire Shelf Fall, which uh, I was ecstatic about because it's Jesse Leach's uh, side uh, band from uh, Kill Switch Engage. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I was well, I'm still a huge fan of Kill Switch Engage, but I was just you know kind of fanboyish, and I, I just remember like you got you know don't be a fanboy, don't be a fanboy, don't be a fanboy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he's a wicked nice dude. So it was a. Uh, uh, I was able to hold my cool and not just be like, dude, you're amazing, man. So uh, that was fun, actually, being a uh, book someone I very highly uh, respected, even though I, I did not book Kill Switch Engage them themselves. Um, let's see, there was, uh, let's see, there was uh, another show. I was booking a hometown bar in uh, Malden. I got to uh, convince that bar owner to have me do shows there. And uh, my buddies in Widow Sunday... Uh, end up blowing out the speaker, like it actually started smoking, it caught on fire, 
so that, that was pretty uh pretty fun uh i wasn't allowed to use that guy's pa anymore <laughs> though after that show but uh <laughs> yeah that was uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, the speaker blew out, and you know half the sound went down. And j- jokingly, I was like, "Yeah, does anyone have a PA in their trunk?" And this this guy in the crowd was like, "Yeah, give me a second. Goes back out to his uh, his uh, car, and he just he, he had half of the system there. We had to run some stuff through like a, one uh, another guy's base cab, but like he had like speakers and a mixer like in his trunk. <laughs> so I was just like, "All right, the show's gonna go on." That's pretty awesome. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, uh, the show I had, you know, with you guys, like uh, Tombs, uh, Toxic Holocaust, Raisin Maze, Pans of Bastards, Skullhammer, uh, that was a, uh, a pretty good thrashy uh, type uh, rock and roll show. So that, that was uh, that was a good one. There was, um, I had you guys again in Worcester. Yep. Uh, Worm Rot was supposed to play on that one. And I, again, I think they weren't able to make it to the country or they couldn't make oh, it to no. the Boston date. Yeah, uh, that was a show. Yeah, and, we played. Uh, then there was we a played, uh, high smasher. Yeah, that was the uh, the night before that we were on tour at Wormrot, and the night before yeah. they played in Philly, and uh, someone broke into their van. So I don't I don't know if anyone ever communicated what actually happened to you that day, but um, yeah, they uh, they they you know they they got a bunch of stuff stolen, and uh, they had to like get some backup gear to finish up the rest of the dates so yeah there was like a big problem there but um yeah that was that was cool i like i i've um i'm pretty good friends with those guys still you know we um i traveled with them on their their headlining tour before that and then we we toured together after south by southwest that year yeah they're good folks man i like them good folks. wait so uh so warm rods so yeah so warm rod has they have a new record coming out Warm rot? Yeah, uh, they're in the studio. And that's what I've heard. I have not received an official press release, but uh, supposedly that, that's the, the news uh, along the, you know, the, uh, the grapevine. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I think they had a lineup change. I think they're, they have a different drummer now. So, um, so that'd be cool if they came over to the States again. I'd definitely like to see them. And Aaron Fratz, uh, in the, uh, as I said, he's in the ad exhibit. I've been a big fan of, you know, as when I, uh, Dirge came out, I'm pretty sure he did the artwork for that. And I was just like, this is, it's really good. And then I, you know, I've paid attention to his artwork ever since. Cool. You know, it's funny. We were talking about fan, being a fanboy around people and, uh, that just recently happened to me over just in the last we just did this brief tour across like uh the midwest and the northeast and uh we th- we played in philly and the night we played in philly there were two shows there was um kid congo powers played early and then we played mm-hmm. like a late show so uh you know i've always been a huge fan of the gun club and kid congo is uh you know one of the founding members of that band so i remember we were we were hanging out after soundcheck and and they were loading in and um i was like oh shit man fucking kid congo is standing <laughs> over there so i i had to like i had to do like the the fan thing where i walked up to him and, and he was super super cool man and then i got like a picture with him and you know it, it, i love that shit man like certain certain people just do that to me like Kid Congo is like one of those guys, and then uh, Tom Warrior, man. When I was in, when I was in uh, the first time, we, yeah. Well, he's I think he do, he'll do that to anybody who likes metal. But it's like we played uh, the first time we played Roadburn. He was he wasn't playing, but he was there hanging out when we were checking in, and uh, I was just like, I gotta do it, man. So I 
got a fucking picture with him, man. It's like, you know, I'm, just, you, I'm not worthy. I'm just I'm like, not worthy. Mr. Warrior, I'm a huge fan of yours. Can I get a picture with you? And I, I was like so stoked, man. But um, yeah, dude, that happens to everybody, man. Even even like interviewing. Right. I, I interviewed uh, Keith Morris, man, and that was like a fucking heavy scene for me because that guy was in, you know, fucking Black Flag. And same thing when I, I interviewed Rollins, too, and it was just like two of like the biggest influences musically on my life you know it's a little intimidating so that's yeah, it's more in uh i guess the fanboy's head than anything else because you just get too worked up you're like ah am i saying something stupid and it's self-conscious about things and then it's like you know you become your own worst enemy and then it just goes downhill from there yeah man it's yeah, it's part of part of life, though. You know, I don't feel so bad yeah, about it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Lou from Sick of It All, who was on uh, the podcast too, he uh, the first. See, I I'd, I'd been around him quite a bit before he came on to be a guest. Uh, he used yeah. to shop at the same comic book shop that um, I used to go to a few years ago. Coincidentally, that's how I met Mike, my my partner on Necromaniacs. His him and his brother owned the shop, and. Uh, <laughs> And Lou would come in like on Wednesdays when the new comics came out, and he—I remember I was there one day, and then Lou walks in, and I'm like, "That's fucking Lou Kohler, man!" And I'm just like, I got all quiet and shit, you know, like I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to say nothing, man, you know, I don't want to like, you know, speak. I want to just listen, you know. I'm not going to say anything. And he's fucking one of the nicest guys I've ever met, man. Fucking really cool guy, you know. Sick of it all, like probably the only legit band out in New York playing hardcore because I mean in my opinion you know it's the same guys the whole time they had that one you know one change the bass player and and that guy's been in the band for 20 years so he might as well be like he's a he's a member you know it's like it's it's an amazing thing when uh, that can actually happen with bands it's a Uh, you know some bands evolve and everything but the bands that you know stay uh, stay together through everything that can happen to uh, to a band it's 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 amazing it's how can that happen yeah it's it's um yeah you mentioned panzer bastard i've I've been friends with keith uh bennett from panzer bastard for like you know like two decades or something man like that guy's like been around for a long time man you know he's for anyone out there panzer bastard is a, a pretty awesome motorhead discharge dirty metal punk band from boston and uh it's you know the founder is keith bennett who used to play a wrecking crew which is a pretty legendary boston hardcore band and uh you know keith's been around for forever and i'm it seems like people people are actually catching on a little bit with them you know at least they play down here in new york and people come to the shows so it's pretty cool yeah, they uh, just released a split uh, with uh, Rawhide. I think I think they're from Sweden. I think uh, Attack Records put that out uh, several months ago. Fairly new, not right off the press, but uh, you know, fairly recent. I have to pick that up definitely. I have so all they're records. still kicking. They're still doing stuff. Yeah, they played down here not too long ago, um, and I, you know, I definitely went to the show and check it out. And it was just like, it's like all the shit that you you know, like just GBA. It's like. Back in the old days, when I remember you go to a hardcore show, but it would still be like you could be into GBH and Agnostic Front and like Slayer. You know what I mean? It's like all that shit was kind of like there was like an era where everyone was kind of into that stuff. You know what I mean? And um, yeah. I don't know. Man, I'm just babbling. But 
Yeah, it, it was cool. It was cool to be like just hear that take on on hardcore. Like, because even even Panzerbaster, they could play shows with like Murphy's Law, and they could play with like you know thrash bands and whatever. They could play with anybody. Yeah, and, uh, every time I see a show bill from them, it's uh, you know different lineups almost every time, and they 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 make it work. They yeah. do their thing, and it's just like, hey, they're Panzerbaster. They can do it. Yeah. So, um. Dude, thanks for taking your time out uh, tonight. You know, it's like a midweek kind of thing. And uh, you want to you just review like the stuff you got coming up? So that show at Vitus, it's that uh, yep, pop-up uh, store? Vile, uh Vile exhibit. It's uh, at Eridanos, uh, Cambridge, Mass, uh, throughout June, the uh, rest of the month uh, throughout June. And it's going to St. Vitus in Brooklyn on uh, Tuesday, June 21st for a one-day pop-up. And then... Uh, Otherwise, uh, nefariousrealm.com is going to all make over, and it's it's going to be something uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. It's going to touch a lot of bases, and it's I, I think it's going to uh, appeal to a lot more people. It's just it's just good times, good things, good things are happening. Do you uh, you do Twitter and all that sort of stuff? You want to give out your Twitter information, Instagram, like all yeah, that. Yeah, kind of everything shit. is at Nefarious Realm. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Nefarious Realm. Um, Facebook at uh, you know slash Nefarious Realm. Um, everything is pretty central. Nefariousrealm.com. Um, Instagram is a big one, uh, and so I'm going to be concentrating a, a lot of content on Instagram. A lot of fun stuff and. Uh, some content that's not going to be anywhere else is going to be uh, only on Instagram as well. So that, that's going to be the, uh, I guess, the social platform to follow. I like I like Instagram. It's um, I actually yeah, have kind of kind of intentionally taken a break from Facebook. Like I'll I'll post like the relevant shit, like whenever an episode for the podcast goes up or a blog post or stuff about the band. But I I just got really burned out on on a lot of just the um, kind of negative aspects of Facebook and uh you know I just been focused on I, I completely agree. Yeah man, it's just like the uh constant spew of like vitriol from everybody and uh you know it's just uh, yep and keeping up with Facebook's algorithm and how they're doing all of that and messing uh, well they're starting to do that with Instagram because they own that now. Oh yeah. But uh it's Instagram is still holding on so it's uh, I, I highly post on anything else but that uh, personally and otherwise. So that's going to be that's going to be the main one. That's cool, man. I mean, it's, that's that's what I I check it out in the mornings and you know I'll throw some shit up there. And I feel like you have more control over your what you're seeing every day. You know what I mean? It's like if you only follow you know shit that you're into, like positive stuff or you know whatever friends, then like you really only get pretty decent shit. But on Facebook, it's like I don't know, man. It just seems like so much stuff. I see so many things, and I'm like, how the hell am I seeing this in my feed? You know, it's like these mystery, like, posts, and uh, a lot of it's just like... Uh, it's, it, it's a simple platform. That's that's the golden ticket. It's it's just an image, and, you know, whatever you put for a caption, that's it. There's, there's not room for really much else, and that's a good part about it. Cool. All right, man. So uh, I will see you next month in June at the Vial, um, you know, exhibit. And uh, I'm going to start saving some money right now so I can buy some original artwork. Um, so that sounds like a lot of a, a good plan, man. 
Awesome. Uh, and kudos on the, uh, the new EP. Oh, thank uh, you. Uh, I have it. It's, it's been spun. It's pretty good. Cool. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you for having me on this as well. Uh, big fan of, you know, a lot of things that you do and uh, definitely check out the, the other podcast that has gone completely under my radar. All right, man. I appreciate that. You know, trying to do my best here. <laughs> Aren't we all? All right, Matt. So I'll see you, I'll see you next month, man, in a few weeks. Yep, I'll see you in a month. All right, man. Take, take care. Take care, my friend. You got it. Bye-bye. Wow.